0: You're listening to Coaching for Leaders. This is episode number 39, airing on May 28, 2012. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to Coaching for Leaders. This is the show for leaders who want to improve themselves so they can better engage and develop others. Whether you're a seasoned leader or leading people for the first time, Improving your leadership skills will drive your success, and most importantly, the success of others. This week's topic, how five fundamentals ensure you'll present with power. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coaching for Leaders. We are in the midst of a series on presenting and speaking effectively, which if you are a leader... And I believe that you are, if you're listening to this show in some capacity, able to lead and influence others. This is a very important skill set for you to have and to enhance. My name is Dave Stehoviak, and I am coming to you from our studio out here in Orange County, California, where it is Memorial Day here in the States. And for those of you abroad, Memorial Day in the States is the day that we remember those who gave their lives in service of our country. And so I just wanted to take a moment here up front and just say a special thank you to all who have served and all especially who have lost their lives in the service of our country. And one thing that I think most every one of us who live here in the States appreciate is that uh, regardless of political beliefs, our country uh, and our citizens are a hundred percent united behind the people who serve our country. And so if you are someone who has ever lost a family member or friend in the line of duty in the service of our country, uh, know that we are thinking about you today and that we are uh, not only thinking about you but praying for you. And so um, but uh, I did want to just still uh, make sure we had an episode get out today uh, in order for us to continue to, Stay on our schedule. So in spite of it being Memorial Day, um, I want to make sure to continue to give you as much information as possible on this topic before we move into our next series, which is going to be on personality. We'll be talking more about that here in a few weeks. Um, But you may remember if you listened last week to episode number 38, that I talked about the importance of the content of what it is you're presenting the content of the presentation to make sure it is structured well, to make sure you have a message that is powerful and you've taken the time and and taken the thought to really put together in an important way and that it's going to resonate well with your audience. And there's a term that's utilized a lot uh, these days that says content is king, as in the content of your presentation or whatever you're trying to communicate to people is absolutely the most important thing. And I'll tell you, I agree with that 100%. And not instead of, but in addition to, I would also argue that the quality of how you then present that information is a very close second. And one of our friends who advises us on uh, the quality of our show is a gentleman named Cliff Ravenscraft, and he loves to use the term that content is king, but quality is Queen. The quality of how you get your message across does matter. And particularly if you have two people with really, or two organizations or two leaders with really good messages, a lot of times the difference is how that message is presented. Now, let me give you an example of that. Um, I have for years, even long before we ever started uh, doing our own podcast, I have listened to podcasts on the internet. And I, there are many of them I've really enjoyed, and there's many that I've thought were <laughs> mediocre, and there's some I've listened to that weren't good at all. And one of the things that really is a difference maker for me is the quality of the sound of what I'm hearing when I listen to a podcast. And one thing that I've noticed is when I look in the podcasts in our field and coaching and leadership and, uh, you know, personal development, is that a lot of the podcasts um, have very good content, but the quality is very poor. And in many cases, the people doing the podcast or the broadcasting will get onto a conference call and they'll record their voice on conference call and then broadcast that out as a podcast. And uh, just to demonstrate to you the difference in audio quality between this and what that would sound like, I'm actually going to hop onto a conference call line here And broadcast doing that, and this is what a lot of the podcasts I hear on iTunes when I look for information similar to what we do sounds like. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I have now stepped out of the studio and gotten onto a conference call and I'm broadcasting from there. Now, hopefully you can hear a pretty dramatic difference between the quality of the sound you were just hearing and the quality of this sound. Now, certainly you can still understand everything that I'm saying, you can hear everything clearly, but probably this isn't quite as personal, it isn't quite as connecting with you as the previous sound quality was. Now, uh, one of the things I would ask you to think about is if you downloaded this podcast every Monday or every whatever you downloaded during the week and the quality was always like this, Would you keep listening? And I know for me, a lot of podcasts that I've downloaded that have this quality of audio, even if the content is really good, I'm not going to keep listening over time. So quality does make a difference. And hopefully you're hearing a big difference between what I just sounded like and what I sound like now. Now, here's the thing is I haven't changed anything about how I'm speaking, my voice, my volume level. But because the medium is much more poor than the studio quality voice that, uh, or the material that I'm using—not material, but uh, equipment—that I'm using now—is the quality level really does make a difference. And it's gotten to the point for me where I almost won't listen to any shows I hear on the internet that don't have good studio quality sound. And um, and there's, and in fact, there's only one show that I can think of that I still listen to that's got uh, kind of a conference call quality sound. I won't say what show it is, but the person who does it is a recognized expert in their field. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big follower and a big fan of their work, and I do believe in that case that the content is so good that I'm willing to put up with the poor sound. But I'll tell you, even on that show, I've a couple times thought about, gosh, that's just not worth it to have to listen to that conference call sound for an entire hour. So quality really does make a difference. Content is always the most important. But how the message comes across and how it is received by the audience really does matter. And so today, I'm going to be walking through five fundamentals that you can use to ensure that you'll present with power or at the very least will help you to present with a lot more effectiveness when you're in front of the audience. And if you have comments or questions on anything I talk about today, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can actually call into our feedback line and the number for that is 949-38-LEARN. Again, that's 949-38-LEARN. You can call anytime and leave a message there. You can also reach us by email, and our email address is feedback at coachingforleaders.com. And by far the best way to connect with us, and also, by the way, a whole bunch of other information that we have online is at our website, and our website is coachingforleaders.com. Now, I'm also going to mention here up front that some of the things I'm going to be talking about today are a little bit more visual than they are Audio. It's not just how you sound, it's also how you look when you're trying to present with power and to get a message across effectively to an audience. And so I will at the end of the show here talk in detail about some ways that you can actually go online and see some of this visually on our website as well because I'm actually preparing videos for all of the things that you're going to be hearing about today. That are going to be up on our website. Some of them are up there already, but they're going to be coming in the coming weeks. So you can not only hear the content today, but you can actually see it online in a three or four minute snippet, and it'll give you really good information on how all of these things fit together. And so the five things, the five fundamentals that will help you to present with power uh, really come down to an acronym. And the acronym that I have uh, created over the years is an acronym called SHEEP. Yep, SHEEP, the um, farm animal. So I know you thought you were tuning in to a high-quality show here today, and it's been reduced to farm animals, but that's how it goes. So yes, SHEEP is the acronym. And uh, the way that this acronym came about is, uh, gosh, a number of years ago, I was teaching a class and uh, teaching a presentation skills class, and someone uh, at some point said, "You know, there's a lot here. Could I just get like, what are the four or five big things as far as delivery? Because we were focusing mostly on delivery in that class, not as much on content." And so, uh, over the course of weeks, I developed uh, a, a model for this these five things. That I think are, these are the five essential things. So, if you can remember sheep, think of the farm animal. <laughs> Uh, that's that'll help you remember this, and so sorry for the animal sound there. Uh, so here's here's the five things. So the first one is S, S for sheep. S is to smile. If you're going to really get a message across to an audience, and you want the audience to um, believe that you're genuine, and that you believe in what it is you're saying and that you feel confident about it. Hopefully you do. If you don't, you shouldn't be on stage in the first place, regardless of where the stage is, conference call, um, in, front of a, in front of a room of leaders, uh, in front of a staff. You need to have confidence and credibility in what it is that you're presenting. If you don't have that, go back and listen to last week's episode, episode number 38, because you have to start there. Assuming you have that though, you need to also be able to show it. It's not enough just to have it inside, you need to be able to demonstrate that to the audience. And smiling is a great way to do that. And smiling, by the way, doesn't literally mean just smiling, but it means bring your face into what it is that you're talking about. And hopefully you can hear that, even though you can't see my face, you can probably tell that I am smiling, I'm using good facial expressions, because you can hear it in my voice. So even if your audience couldn't see you, they can certainly hear you. And by smiling and bringing in your facial expressions, it really does make a difference as to the message that lands with your audience. And uh, I've had many times over the years where I've been uh, had the privilege to work with people and to coach them on their presentation skills. And I remember a number of years ago where there was a, a woman in a class that I was teaching and we were using video cameras to record people while they were presenting, and then what we would do is at the end of the presentation, they would sit and actually watch the uh, watch what they had presented with one of us, and then we'd give them some more feedback. And I remember I went back and forth with this woman a few times because she was presenting, and she had asked me for some coaching on facial expressions, and I would say, okay, smile, and she'd say, um, okay, you know, and she'd keep going on her presentation. I'd say, no, stop, stop, smile. And, uh, and then, you know, she'd keep going in her presentation. And finally I had, I stopped her, you know, kind of cold in the presentation. I said, you know, you're not smiling. I know you think you're smiling, but you're not. And, uh, and she really challenged me on it. I remember she's like, I'm smiling. I look, you know, I I'm smiling as big as I can. And it was, uh, it was one of those funny moments where she, you know, she finished her presentation. She went into the other room. She watched the presentation she just given and she came back into the room and she couldn't have been more stunned if we had uh, hit her over the head with something because she said, wow. I wasn't smiling at all. (laughs) And and of course I said, well, I I know, you know, we weren't seeing the smile, but in her mind, she was smiling. And so what was happening though is, and even though in her mind she was smiling, it wasn't translating to what she was doing in practice with her facial expressions. So it's not enough just to uh, think about your topic. It's not enough just to think about smiling and bringing in your expressions. You actually have to do it. And so One way to get some feedback on this is certainly if you have the privilege of being able to present and someone to videotape you at some point, that's a great way to get some feedback on what your facial expressions look like when you're in front of the room. And you'll really be able to get a feel for if you look happy, if you're happy with them or not when you see them. The other thing you can do is ask someone for feedback, is find someone who you trust and ask them for feedback on your smile and facial expressions. And if you're doing a good job of making a good connection with the audience. By the way, when to smile uh, and bring in good facial expressions, anytime you're speaking about something positive, making a recommendation, speaking about something you feel really confident about, speaking about your organization and your work, those are things that you should have a lot of confidence and a lot of passion for. Again, if you don't, you shouldn't be in front of the room in the first place. So those are the times to smile. And of course, if you're speaking about something that's a very serious topic or a sad topic, of course, you wouldn't smile in that situation. But more often than not, what I find with leaders when they are trying to communicate to people, again, whether it's over the phone, in person, in front of a large group, is that their facial expressions tend to be pretty monotone. So remind yourself to light up your face. Uh, You know, what you would normally do, you probably have to do two or three times more when you're in front of the room because people are going to be at a distance from you. And if you're over the phone, people can't see you. So you have to actually bring it up a level from what you would normally do. So that's what the S in sheep stands for, reminder to smile. Now the H in sheep is for hand gestures and actually using your hands in order to communicate your message. And if you're blessed like me and you're able to utilize your hands to communicate a message, then you can do a lot with that to help send your message with confidence. Unfortunately, there's also a lot of things that you can do with your hands that will keep you from sending an effective message. Or in some times, some cases, I've seen people actually send a contradictory message than they're intending to send because their hands don't really communicate what it is they're intending. And by that, I mean congruency. So uh, one of the things you always want to be thinking of is do your hand gestures and what you're doing with your hands match what it is that you're saying? So that if I am making the point that there is a huge opportunity upcoming for our organization, I don't want to make a tiny gesture with my hands. I want to actually extend my hands all the way out. I'm going to extend my arms all the way out. So I really show confidence and congruency with that message. If I say that sales are going up, I don't want to move my hand down. I want to actually move my hand up. So I'm showing that congruency with the message I'm trying to send. And then of course, I want to be confident. I don't want to be tentative in my hand gestures and I don't want to be small particularly if I'm speaking in front of a group, I'm going to have large gestures. And even when I'm over the phone, a lot of times I will gesture uh, just to connect with the audience more effectively. I'm gesturing right now in front of our studio microphone because it helps me to get the message across. And I feel like I put more energy when I'm gesturing in a congruent and a confident way. Now, often I've been asked, well, what's enough, what's too little, what's too much. And there's no hard and fast rule around this. But what I would challenge you to do is if you're looking for kind of a guideline, is one good congruent gesture per sentence that you speak is a nice place to start. So you could do a a little less than that if you wanted. Uh, I wouldn't probably do more than that because then you risk talking with your hands. And the things to avoid with hand gestures is just avoid holding your hands in front of you putting your hands in your pockets, um, playing with rings uh, you know, on your fingers, um, you know, uh, folding your arms in front of you, all of those things show nervousness and tentativeness. So the best thing you can do is to be congruent with your hands, and when you're not using your hands, just have them comfortably at your side or on the table in front of you if you're presenting at a table, and I'll talk more about that in just a moment. Now, the first E in sheep is eye contact, eye contact. Uh, one of the things that is really a difference maker for me when I'm listening to somebody present, speak, communicate with me is how much eye contact they make with me or how much eye contact they're making with the people around me. And, uh, you know, just about everybody has heard at some point, if they've done any kind of speaking or presenting, that they're supposed to make eye contact. And most people at least attempt to do this challenges is, is that a lot of times people will um, either scan the room too much. they'll try to look at everybody and they'll just kind of go back and forth and just look around the room and they'll never really connect with anybody. or <laughs> worse is they'll feel like they actually have to make eye contact with every single person in the room. And there's thirty people in the room. they'll dart their eyes around to every single person and they'll spend, you know, one or two seconds on each person and dart around. And it really looks uncomfortable to watch that. So as an audience member, I don't need the speaker or presenter to necessarily make eye contact with me specifically, but I do want to see the speaker, presenter, the leader making eye contact with members of the audience and doing it in a meaningful way. So what do I mean by that? Well, what I try to do and what I coach others to do is when you're speaking, presenting, or talking around a conference table, regardless of the situation, is to make a point, to make eye contact with somebody in the room, to connect with that person, and to do it for a good five seconds, to really make genuine eye contact, to not break that uh, that eye contact that you have. And then once you've had a good five seconds, then move on to the next person. Now, you might say, well, I'm not going to count to five seconds while I'm presenting or talking around a conference table. and And you don't have to, Here's the cue is when you're making eye contact with someone and you're speaking to them and you're making a good connection is once you see them starting to nod at you, then you know you've connected with them genuinely and you can move on to the next person. So I would really uh, challenge you to, if you're not used to doing that, of really make eye contact and look directly into people's eyes for that four or five seconds. It makes a huge difference into how connected they feel with you and how connected they feel, more importantly, with your message, what you're trying to communicate to them. Now, the second E in sheep is for enthusiasm. You know, most people that I've worked with over the years are uh, not enthusiastic enough. And again, going back to my first point, you've gotta have the content there first. You have to believe in what it is that you're up there speaking about. You have to uh, know the material well. If you're on a webinar, you have to know all your slides. You just have to know all of that. And that's step one. But then step two is being able to get that enthusiasm to come across. Uh, You know, most people are just too quiet. They either don't put enough passion in their voice or they don't put enough volume in their voice. And so you want to bring both of those things in to your presentation. And anytime you're in front of people, anytime you're recording or on the phone, the more you can do that you're going to send a good message to people. Uh, you know, Imagine if you listen to this show each week and let's say I sounded uh, something like this. I'm going to take, try to take as much passion out of my voice as I can and I'm going to lower the volume level of my voice to if I were presenting uh, or if I was just talking to someone one-on-one. Okay, so this is the volume level I'd use if I was talking to someone one-on-one. And this is also, um, you know, if I was maybe having, um, a more, uh, you know, just like conversation with someone in person, I might use more of this tonality and this, this probably sounding a little more monotone to you. And I've listened to podcasts on the internet where someone is talking like this for 20 or 30 minutes or 40 minutes or 50 minutes And they never bring any passion into their voice and they don't change the volume level and they don't get that excited about what they're presenting. And it's maddening to listen to, right? I mean, I I hope that got you a little bit annoyed just right there of listening to that. Because if I sounded like that each week, you wouldn't tune into the show. I hope you'd go somewhere else because you have to be able to have enthusiasm. You have to be volume and passion into your voice. So um, I speak differently when I'm speaking into, you know, recording a show, when I'm in front of a group, I speak with more volume and I overemphasize the things that I'm talking about because I want to bring out the passion, the things that I uh, believe in strongly. Okay. Now the last letter in sheep is the P, right? So P is for posture. Posture is important when you're presenting. And uh, let me give you an example of poor posture and something gone horribly wrong to illustrate my point. When I was a freshman in college, I was trying so hard. It was my first semester and I had heard good things about taking classes at ethics. And I really wanted to learn about ethics. And I thought that'd be a really cool topic. And I remember I couldn't get into any ethics classes. And so I tried and tried. I went to the registration desk like every single day. to try and get into the, to one of the sections prior to the semester starting, and it was like two days before the semester started, and I finally got into this class, and I was so excited. So I show up for class, and the instructor was horrible. <laughs> it's one of the worst instructors I've ever had in my tenure of taking classes. And uh, about halfway through the term, he is up in front of the room, and each time we would come into the class, it was I think an hour, an hour and a half lecture. Uh, this was a graduate assistant teaching the class. There was a lectern in front of the room that was sitting on a table. And what he would do is he—he he was a pretty tall guy, so he would um, kind of lean over the lectern, and he—he'd uh, lean over it, and he'd sort of, um, you know, he'd put his elbows down and his forearms down on the lectern, and he'd kind of arch his back, and he'd just kind of slump over the lectern, and he lecture to us. And he always had an orange in his hands and he would sit there as he was lecturing and he would peel the orange. He'd peel little pieces of it off and he'd eat the orange. And you learned pretty quickly, a few of us learned pretty quickly not to sit in the first row because he'd literally spray orange juice on people. And so he'd sit there and he'd lecture and he's peeling the orange. And so one day, we're about halfway through the semester, he's sitting there, he's lecturing. we're all tuned out because we had all tuned out by like week, two of the class because he was just an awful instructor and he's lecturing and he's, you know, he's doing his orange thing and all of a sudden he stops talking and we all kind of look up because we weren't doing other things, of course, and I saw his head bob down and, uh, you know, he sort of did one of those where he caught himself uh, almost falling and he had actually almost fallen asleep. In his own class. (laughs) And so I'll tell you, if you've ever had a bad experience presenting, I can assure you there's always someone worse than you. And that's an example of it can't get any worse than that when you fall asleep presenting your own information in your own class. So um, don't do that. (laughs) And the reason he got into trouble, though, one of the reasons there was a lot of things wrong with that instructor. But one of the big things he got, they got him in trouble is he was lazy with his posture. He would sit there and he'd slump over the lectern every time he'd lecture and talk to people. and, And he just, he got lazy and he'd get tired. And he got to the point one day where he was so tired, he actually fell asleep in his own lecture. And boy, if he had stood with good posture... That would never have happened. He still would have been an awful instructor, but he would never have fallen asleep. And at least he would have kept people a little bit more engaged with what he was talking about. So so here's the thing with posture, is you want to stand tall. You don't want to lean on things. It's so easy to lean on a lectern or a table or or something like that if you're presenting. And I've done it a million times, so I know how easy it is to get in that habit of doing that. But I would challenge you to um, stand up straight, Put your feet about shoulder width apart, and um, and if you do that, you're gonna you're gonna prevent yourself from doing a few things. One, you're less likely to lean on things. Secondly, you're not going to sway as much, and that's something I see a lot of people doing, especially if they're nervous. They'll sway back and forth a whole bunch. So stand tall, and then. The final thing I would say about that is to keep your hands at your sides when you're not gesturing. A lot of us don't know what to do with our hands when we're not gesturing. We get nervous in front of the room and we start putting our hands in our pockets or putting our hands together or putting them behind our back or anything but the most comfortable thing to watch someone do with their hands, which is to just gently leave them at your sides or if you're presenting at a conference table, just to leave them gently on the table in front of you, one hand over the other. And that feels uncomfortable when you first start doing it to just kind of leave your hands at your side when you're not gesturing. Again, you can gesture as much as you want, but when you leave your hands at your side, it feels uncomfortable, but it looks really good. And if you don't believe me, hop onto a video camera and record yourself and try it and see what it looks like. And I think you'll find that you look really good and your posture will improve. So those are the five things to keep in mind about sheep. <laughs> Smile, hand gestures, eye contact, enthusiasm, and then posture. Yeah, it's a ridiculous acronym, but here's the thing with ridiculous acronyms. Uh, built around farm animals is you remember it the next time you're thinking about this. And so by remembering it, you'll put it into action and use it. Now, this isn't the end of sheep though. I mentioned at, uh, before I started talking about cheap here that there are some great video tutorials that are available to you as well. I am uh, have already put up a few and I'm putting together and will air in the next couple of weeks here on our website three or four minute overviews of each of these. So demonstrating how smile works, hand gestures, eye contact, and I'm presenting all those personally. So hop onto our website and take a look at those. The first one is up already. That does the overview of all five. Smile is also up, and Hand Gestures is going up this week. So hop on there, and the best way to do that is to go to our website at coachingforleaders.com, and when you go there, you'll see on the top menu bar, there are, um, there are buttons for listen, which is for the podcast, articles to read, and then there's a button for watch. If you click on the watch button, you will see... The different videos we've posted, and those will be upcoming. If you're listening to the show well after it airs uh, here in May 2012, just do a search for sheep and you'll find it on there. Now, this is the part of the show where I do jump into just some community news and feedback. And a reminder, you can always reach out to us with any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, anything about the show, or anything you'd like to know that you feel will make help make you a better leader and where you can improve yours, yourself so you can better engage and develop others. And so, a couple ways to do that again is our hotline, 94938Learn, or email again, feedback at coachingforleaders.com. And of course, the website has discussion uh, comments after all of our show notes. You can always hop on to coachingforleaders.com as well. And I do have two announcements this week for what is upcoming. As part of our series here on speaking and presenting, I am uh, really pleased to uh, be welcoming a, uh, a very cool guest next week for episode number 40, and the guest that I'm going to be welcoming is a gentleman named Michael Hyatt. Some of you may re- uh, recognize his name. He's the chairman and former CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishers, uh, which is the largest faith-based publishing uh, company in the world, I believe. And he's also the voice behind MichaelHyatt.com, which is, gosh, probably the top and most popular leadership blog on the internet right now. And he also runs a podcast that I've recommended to folks called This Is Your Life, which I listen to every week and is a great show. And he has a new book out called Platform. How to Get Noticed in a Noisy World. And so I'm going to be interviewing him later this week, and I'm going to be airing that interview on episode number 40. So my question for you is, what questions do you have for Michael? What would you like to know about uh, someone who's uh, really a successful leader, uh, someone I see as a mentor, who's run a large company, who has really uh, made a business out of getting noticed in a noisy world. And uh, and for those of you who don't know uh, much about Michael Hyatt, he has over, I think, three or 400,000 visitors to his blog every month. I mean, he's someone who's really a presence on the internet. So um, what questions do you have for him? What would you like to know from him about how to get your message out, how to get noticed, and how to have great content and present it effectively If you want to know about that, uh, leave me a question on one of those feedback mediums I mentioned here just a bit ago, and I'll make sure to include that in my conversation upcoming with Michael. And then last week, I did also mention that we are working on getting our newsletter up and running. I was hoped to have that up and running sometime this week so I could have uh, gotten you information on how to get onto our newsletter upcoming. But unfortunately, uh, life took over this week. And I mentioned to, uh, uh, I think, in an earlier episode that <laughs> we had a bad water leak in our house. And so we've been, uh, that's been taking a lot more time and energy than I anticipated. Thankfully, we're getting close to that being resolved. But I do hope to have that up and running next week. So watch for more information about that. And that's just going to about do it for our Memorial Day episode of this show. Hey, if this show has been helpful to you in any way, I would so appreciate you taking a moment to hop on to iTunes and to leave us a review. If you use iTunes, is to go to this website, coachingforleaders.com forward slash iTunes. That'll take you right to our iTunes page. You can click then on view in iTunes. And if you would take a moment to leave us a written review, that'll help us to reach more folks and also to attract uh, more great guests on the show like Michael Hyde coming up next week. Hey, the link to the show notes is on our website. This is episode number 39 at coachingforleaders.com. This show airs every Monday. Hey, wherever you are in the world, whatever's on your agenda today, take one idea from this show to engage and develop someone you lead. Have a great day, everyone.